started with a fire in the sky, a great elongated ball leaning in from the north towards the ground. It could be seen for miles around, even during the day, and it grew steadily larger. It was falling. The great fire in the sky, they thought, was coming down from the heavens to kill them all. As quickly as they could, the Kasatha assembled in the center of their village at the entrance to the sacred cave, the place from which their god spoke. And one by one, they each fell to their knees, prostrated before their gods, and as a people, they called upon them for protection. As the fire in the sky grew larger still, some in the crowd began to doubt. They turned their heads away from the cave and looked back up at the sky. It was so close by then and so large that they could see inside the flames to the great metal beast raging within. It was like nothing they'd ever seen before, a god itself perhaps. It seemed to slow as they watched it. And one by one, the Kasatha turned their eyes away from the sacred cave and up towards the sky. They redirected their prayers to the flaming behemoth, the new god, and as they bowed to it, its descent further slowed. The flames died back. Soon, it stopped entirely, hovering in the air two hundred feet above them, hanging there, defying gravity by some impossible, gigantic feat of magic. The Kasatha turned their heads to the metal beast in the sky, and they waited. For death, for a message for something, something from the machine. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast where the casino both pays you to gamble and brings up recent emotional trauma. Uh, I'm your host, Sam, and here is everyone else to awkwardly introduce themselves. Hey. Is that the intro? Are we, are we doing it at the same time? Oh. Howdy. This is the casino episode. <laughs> My intro is so awkward, I forgot the audience can't see us and wave. I do it every time. Dope. <laughs> And I'm like, this is just for you guys, I guess. Yeah, I always assumed it was for us. Just like oh, a little intergroup old. thing. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Hey, you four. Now we're all just sitting in the silence <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, when we last left our very capable four, they had carried Connor Bane up out of the caves underneath the black hill and back into town uh, brought him over to the temple of Bri after a little bit of debate over what temple was the most reputable in town found that Jormkite was not able to repair all of the issues with him uh, for instance he couldn't really fix his legs and he couldn't deal with the tiny robot infestation in his brain but he could at least get him talking again our heroes then traveled to City Hall and got a nice payday, uh, let Dolga know what was going on, and went over to Connor's house to let his daughter know also that her father was back from the dead, or back from under the hill, rather. And um, then they took up an invitation to 
uh, have a night on the town and have the aforementioned casino episode, uh, which is where we find ourselves now uh, in the Silver Disc Hall, Torch's premier entertainment venue, where our heroes are standing face to face with one Garmin Ulrith, the proprietor and owner of the Silver Disc Hall, who is, by all accounts, a very nice gentleman. And tonight we will be playing on a custom map from my wonderful ancient copy of RPG Maker 2003, as was requested on a, a, a Discord conversation. So, Commodore, this is for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are in a little bit of a heated conversation just now, as uh, Garmin has just mentioned that Partagar used to work for him, uh, Kira's longtime friend. She's an important part of the story. <laughs> oh, too soon. It was the lean back for me. Um, audience, you can't see this, but Jeff was immediately very proud of himself for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll own that. <laughs> And now that we're all feeling appropriately somber, uh, we'll get back into it. So uh, Garmin will uh, step out of the way of the door to his office and sort of hold out a hand uh, to indicate you can head in um, with a smile still on his face. He'll say, uh, please, if you'd, if you'd like to talk this, talk about this in private, my, my office door is open. Kira uh, will go in. Not just Kira or anybody else coming? Yeah, I think we'd shoot her a look of like, a, you know, do you want us to go with you or do you want us to go check out the the buffet in the corner while you sort this out? Mm, Kira is going to say, I I don't know, it doesn't matter, do what you want. Izzy is going to say, eh, it could be problematic <laughs> on her own. Yeah, I think Bricks will follow. As much as he would love to uh, really just jump into the casino episode. Kira's gotten him out of plenty of sticky situations. So I will sidle after her. Anyone else coming along? Or Asher and Vargas enjoying the casino parts of the casino? I, I think uh, Vargas is going to do for real what I joked about at the end of last episode, and he is going to uh, take the uh, courtesy chips that he was given and immediately cash them in for money and head over to the bar if the casino has a bar, which I'm assuming it does if it's a casino. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a bar in the back. The place is hopping. There's plenty of people around. Yeah, he kind of gives the open door a side eye, but then just walks past. He figures Kira can handle himself. <laughs> How about Asher? Yeah, uh, if Brixby hadn't followed, Asher would have, but seeing as uh, if there's... Close quarters aren't really his place to shine if it were to come down to it, whereas Brixby the melee monster is great at getting the sneak on people. <laughs> uh, Asher will just you know, meander around and try and get an idea of what's going on, but sort of keep trying to casually half-glance in that direction while he does so to just keep an ear out. Okay, well, after you head into... Uh, the office, Garmin is going to close the door behind the, the two of you after a, a courteous pause to see if anyone else is coming in. The office is large, but modestly appointed. There are a few shelves lining the walls filled with books, papers, and pouches. The windows in here are filled with artful frosted glass that doesn't allow a clear view of the outside, only light. 
ever-burning candles are providing the light right now, though. It's, it happens to be night. He motions to a comfortable-looking pair of chairs in front of a, a large table while he um, self-heads to the back side of the table and sits in his oversized chair and says, uh, please, sit. I think I'm okay standing. I just want to know how you know Parda. First of all, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. The late Miss Gar was a fine woman, strong moral compass, braver than most. I'd say you share that quality with her. I know who she is. You don't have to tell me. As I said, she used to run errands for me. You've lived in this town for long enough to not be naive about this. I, I manage the flow of money through Torch, from point A to point B. He moves his right hand over to his left side to illustrate, and then brings that hand up to his chest, uh, with a little bit of a fee coming my way for facilitating, for keeping everything flowing, keeping everyone happy. Sometimes there are people who, for one reason or another, interrupt that flow. Ms. Gar had a knack for getting things moving again. Oh, okay, so you sent her to get money from someone? So now and again. What about, we found her under the hill. Do you know anything about that? He sort of sets his jaw for a second and takes a breath. He says, she went under that hill expressly against my wishes. That fool Rannick and a couple of -of out-of-towners, they had designs on a big payday for relighting the torch. They convinced her it was a good idea. I told her it was too dangerous. I told her that whatever was under that hill was a world apart from the streets of this town. She wouldn't be dissuaded. Uh, Kira pauses for a second, takes that in, um, looks down at the floor, looks back up at Garmin, and is like, You swear you had nothing to do with sending her down there? I swear it on my life. I fought her to the very last, and she did it without my knowledge. I wasn't even sure that she'd gone at all till you returned with her body. Okay. Um, well, I'm sorry... She can't help you anymore, but that's kind of going around. Good luck with your dumb casino, I guess. And then she'll leave. I would love to throw just a quick sense motive in there before we leave the room. Yeah, go for it. Uh, not so hot. That's a 13 there, Cap. Now with a 13, I mean, it, it seems like he's telling the truth. Honestly, it seems like there was a little change in him when the topic of going under the hill uh, came up, but it, it all seems genuine. Okay, uh, 23 sense motive. Same thing. If, if anything, uh, that was the only thing he was 100% forthright about. Everything else, there's a little bit of an act to it, but he seemed pretty honest about that. Okay, I don't think Carrie cares about the rest of it, so yep, she'll head out of the room. Yeah, and he'll let you go, staying in his chair and... So, you do find yourselves now in the casino, Torch's illustrious tavern and card room. Vargas, at least, has cashed in his voucher and has a hundred gold worth of chips. Yeah. Uh, how about the rest of you? There are several games available to play. There's a fully stocked bar. So, I think first, Bricks looks up at Kira, just sort of studying her face. It says... He seemed genuinely moved when we brought up Parda passing under the hill. I don't know what your read was, but I think, at this point, we should just take the man's money, spend it, gamble it. We might leave with a bit of it in our pocket. Kira's quiet for a minute and is like, uh, yeah, well, hear him tell it, he wasn't the one who failed to stop her going down there, so... Let's spend his money. That'll be fun. All right. 
we've got a few different games here that you can play if you're interested. Uh, there is a game called Beat the Bank, which is essentially, it's basically like blackjack. You roll a d20, you want to get as close to 20 as possible without going over. And then if you want to roll again, you can roll a d12, add that to it. If you go over 20, you know, you bust. you got to get closer to 20 than the dealer. Bluffing is basically just a contested bluff check. There's a match game where you roll 3d6s and you try to get matches. Pick your poison. I think Vargas uh, is not going to uh, use any of his for uh, gambling. He is, though, going to put about a quarter of his uh, quote-unquote winnings, his uh, voucher money, uh, on the bar. And he's going to order a mug of ale for everybody in the building. And then he's going to tell the bartender to grab his strongest, not his most expensive, but his strongest spirit, and just keep serving him until the money's gone. (laughs) As the ale passes around to everyone, he's going to, a little bit more animated than he normally is, turn to all of the uh, rest of the people who are gambling and drinking and raise his uh, shot and say, This is to Clan Chief Rolgazol of Clan Whiteleg, who, along with his entire clan, was wiped out in a flash of light, attempting to reactivate a skyship. And then he downs it, and he turns around back to the bar. He can give a hell of a speech, eh? And he elbows at Kara's knee level, but then lifts his mug in the direction of Vargas uh, with a expression of gratitude. Ah, any of those games sound fun to either of you? I kind of like the bluffing. I had the same idea. I'll go check it out. All right. If you head over to um, the table where they're, it's essentially they're playing poker. But uh, the dealer will deal you in if you've got the chips. Um, and uh, pass the hands out to everyone. And in, in this world, poker is a game just of bluffing, not of actual chance, because we don't have cards. So, I'm going to need everyone to make a bluff check. There are two other people at the table other than the two of you. How many chips uh, does this game cost? You can bet up to five gold on one hand. Mm. That's one gold buy-in. Yeah, I'm definitely going five in right off. Why not? Yeah, sure. I'll do the same. Okay, all right. Uh, Kira sees everyone else doing this. Like, yeah, okay. Um, five, five, five in. I will also do that because it seems cool. All right. The uh, two remaining people will sort of eye the newcomers, and then they both throw their fives in as well. Uh, so, let's see, one of them has rolled their bluff check. Uh, the other one has rolled theirs. Uh, what does Brixby have for his bluff? bluff check uh with my negative one because it penalizes all of the stats right charisma uh, yeah. okay that's what i thought yeah with my negative one all mental checks, i have yeah. a 15 all right and how about asher asher rolled a 15 on the dice the blecky stone d20 from dice envy did me well uh with my mod bringing it up to a 22 nice and how about Kira? Uh, 17 on the die, plus a 1 for 18. Oof. 
Well, some pretty good rolls, but Asher takes the pot on that one. Ooh. So they slide. You get everybody's five chips, so that's a or 25 including your own. So it's basically a 10-chip profit. Awesome. Uh, All right, then the, um, you want to play another hand? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially it's great when you have, like, collective money and yeah. you are the majority <laughs> of the Let's table. Go for it. <laughs> Those are yeah, basically just... just shaking them. Yeah, down. we are cheating. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you monsters. This is the power of living communally. Um, yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do it again. Uh, Rixby will look around the table and say, Tofan, Tofan. But yeah, you know that that hat makes him impossible to read. And throws another five in. Five in. Five in. Feel unlucky. And the older woman will um, put her um, five in as well, and then a sort of. A uh, grumpy-looking man with a big bushy beard. Um, those are out-of-towners with a rich big shots, and he'll throw his five in as well. Oh, I actually live here, um, but thank you. And he'll um, glare at Kira, <laughs> say, maybe you weren't born here. So, um, out-of-towner. Fair. Not that I was born here either. Still. <laughs> Been here longer than you. Okay. <laughs> and he'll roll his bluff check. Right, the cards come around. Uh, the guy with the big bushy beard is looking uh, looking kind of happy with, with his roll. And uh, what do we got from uh, Brixby? Brix, uh, Rowan, better this time. Came out with a 21. And how about Asher this time? Uh, switch to the orange creamsicle d20, and it did me even better with a 17 on the die for a 24. Oof. And how about Kira? Uh, 18 on the die, which uh, courtesy of Jeff's wife, <laughs> which is, I'm going to say the brand name. Let's let's say <laughs> Jeff's wife's dice. That's a, that's a cozy gamer <laughs> dice made here locally in Portland, Oregon. They're pink and sparkly and incredibly lucky. That's an 18 for a 19 total. Ouch. Sadly, you don't have the, the skill ranks to compete, and Asher takes everybody's money again. Mm, how lucky I am. Guy with the beard's gonna kinda glare at Asher and say, You got a mirror out under that hat? No, no, the righteous are fortunate in Caldera's eyes. Caldera, your Nivy Rambadazzle gonna smite you with. And he throws his five <laughs> chips in again. You are not very nice. Is this person a gnome? I, Jeff's asking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, he's not a gnome. He's just a surly guy who only knows a couple gods. <laughs> so, and they're all gambling related. I mean, that's all fair. But like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I could play one more hand. Five in. Yeah, I suppose I can afford to lose a bit more money to this mysterious stranger. <laughs> Might have to roll even more bluff checks. Shall see if my luck holds. I'm in again. All right, who wants to announce first? Bricks did one less than last time, coming out with a dirty 20. Not too shabby. Asher uh, is not taking the pot this time with a natural 7 for a 14 on the Gears of Fate dice. 
That is a total 14 for Kira as well. Yeah, so this time the rat man takes the pot. Hey. hey. Another mysterious stranger. <laughs> he doffs his smaller but identical cowboy hat at the table. <laughs> <laughs> you mysteriously picked up between episodes. No, they're handing him out over at the bar. <laughs> We're a bit of a hero thing now. Cuts over to the bar. Vargas is also wearing one. He's about seven shots in. <laughs> Vargas is wearing a hat. Western Knight is silver disc There's a sign up that says, yeah, Western Knight. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good run. We made a little money off of the, the people of Torch, but... I mean, how do we how do we go for the house? That's the real question. What other games do we have? Do we have games where we're playing against the dealer? Or are we just like Yeah, okay. yeah that uh, yeah, blackjack you one. Beat the bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, which is like the blackjack style and then the match game, uh, which is you know, it's basically like a slot machine. Well, as a Pathfinder player, I'm not a huge fan of random chance. So <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the former. Let's go with the blackjack thing. Um, All right. He'll turn to the table and say, oh, "I think I don't want to test my luck. I'd rather walk away a winner, try another uh, horizon to conquest." And turns his slightly uh, tipsy gaze towards the blackjack table and then back up towards his companions. Well, sticking together has done us well so far. I suppose I'm game. Yeah, and speaking of which, we should check in with Vargas at one point. They uh, <laughs> appear to be giving him dragon's blood or something. I don't know. It looks dangerous what he's been drinking. At this point, it uh, cuts back to Vargas. He's at the bar. He holds up his shot to the barkeeper, the only person still paying attention to him talking, and says, Nelamig stripped to the bone by a cloud of some kind of metal. And he downs it, puts it down. Bartender pours him another one. <laughs> How about we have uh, Vargas roll a fortitude save? I'll be fine. He'll be fine. Fortitude is plus six, so that is a 22. All right. So Vargas is still in control. He's feeling good. <laughs> it's that strong, colored blood keeping him going. <laughs> and the bartenders in Torch, or at least in the Silver Disc Hall, do not appear to be particularly responsible, and they're just going to let him go. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, he puts he's, like he's 25 gold home. down on the table. I think that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Sandville had the only Buick in town, so nobody else has got a car. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to try to take some money from somebody you don't like, Kira? Yeah, let's do that. I wish it all was right, also man. contingent on a skill that we're all super good at. But. <laughs> Just luck. <laughs> well, we'll see. Sadly, the house only plays games of chance. I should have had him doing a take from each of those poker pots. That would have been more realistic, <laughs> like the real casino. Um, all right, so you sit down at the um, blackjack, but not calling it blackjack because that might be somebody's intellectual property. Um um, there's a dealer there who is um, looks like a, a gaunt elven woman um, of indeterminate age because all elves are of indeterminate age. Um, she sort of looks you all over and she says, um, closest to 20, over bus, tie, push goes to the dealer. If you, uh, how much are you all betting? You can bet, you know, your own limit here. Oh. Like a real blackjack table. Dang. 
think uh, Kira will sit down and then look to both Brixby and Asher and then lean over a little bit to Brixby and be like, are we pretending to know each other or not know each other? <laughs> Is it? And then without waiting for an answer, we'll look back at the elven and be like, five in, five in. Not. Ten. Eleven. Twelve? Twelve. I want twelve now. <laughs> she nods, and if you put the uh, chips in front of you, uh, she will deal out your cards. Two cards to each, though the equivalent of two cards is a d20 roll. It'll be like, hit. The dealer is showing a ten. Um, well, what do y'all have on your first rolls? Nine for Kira. Big ten for Zach. <laughs> uh, Brixby. Brixby. All right, ten. 10 for Brixby, and um, how about Asher? 14 for Asher. All right. Dealer is showing a 10. Um, the first hit would be a D12. Hit me. All right. She deals a card to Brixby. Me too, please. Yes. And she deals uh, Asher as well and Kira as well. And she takes a card. Do you get to see the dealer's second card or you see all the dealers cards i don't you don't see their first one but you see everything else if it's like real blackjack dealer got a all right the dealer got a four on her next card what did brixby get brixby got a one and is looking for another hit (laughs) so brixby's at 11 uh how about kira uh kira's at nine plus eight for 17 probably just got a hold there how about asher uh i also got a one so asher's at a uh a 15 all right. The next card would be a D10. Uh, anybody need a hit? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good uh, luck, strangers. We're literally here as guests of honor, Kira. How do you know my name? This is so <laughs> unusual. All right. The dealer doesn't take a hit there. Uh, so what did Brixby get for his next card? Uh, I got a seven on this D10 here, bringing me up to an 18. Tied wow. with one of these other mysterious strangers. <laughs> oh, good times, because Asher got a three, also bringing him to an 18. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Right, will you be staying, or are you taking another hit? Oh, hell no. I'm taking another hit. <laughs> oh, no. Stay on an 18, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> the next one would be a D8. Yeah, an the next eight? one's a D8. Okay. I love one in four chances to potentially get this or bust. I'm going to hang out at 17. Asher will stay at 18. Best of luck to you. All right. Um, rat <laughs> stranger. Honestly, it's better than real blackjack hitting on an 18. You have better odds. All right. Uh, Desna with me. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Brixby busts. And the dealer unveils her remaining card as a five, showing herself to have a 19, and she takes all 33 of your gold. Never totally stay. emotionless, just sweeps it in. <laughs> That's the opposite of what we were going to do, right? Um, strange strangers? Right, yeah, let's try that again. That was a okay. uh, warm-up. <laughs> Gotta warm the table. Well, yes, yes, R- rough luck that was. Perhaps you should double your bets. Mm. I don't think you have our best interest at heart. I'm just saying, if you'd like to recover your losses, it would be the fastest. I mean, technically, it's your boss's losses, which is very fun to say. Um, but yeah, deal me in. Uh, I'll do 15. 
this time. Brixby gets dealt in for 15. Yes. I'll, I'll follow suit. 15 as well. <laughs> Suit's a, it's a car joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, 20. Yeah, okay, 20. Ooh, big time stuff. All right, the dealer deals out the cards, and she is once again showing a 10. So, just a quick point of clarification. When she's showing a 10, it's not like she's rolling 2d10s, and one of those rolls... No, she's, ro- okay. she's rolling a d20, and I'm arbitrarily splitting, <laughs> <laughs> splitting it into... I see, I see. Okay. All right. Uh, what does Brixby get for his first two cards? 11. And Asher? Uh, Ocean's 12. <laughs> and how about Kira, the big spender? Yeah, Kira got an 8, so I think she's she's uh, not feeling great about gambling. That is all of the Ocean's uh, 11, 12, and, and 8. We've right? covered the Ocean's. <laughs> I think there was a 13, wasn't there? Uh, Did they boo. do an Ocean's 13? We don't, we don't speak about that. <laughs> Maybe that's what the dealer got. Unless we do, I never saw it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, she is played by Andy Garcia. I was going to mention. <laughs> is she played by Julia Roberts pretending to be Julia Roberts, <laughs> aka the worst <laughs> scene in that entire series? Uh, delightful. I'll be taking one of those hits. Uh, yes, I as well. Me too, please. All right, she deals out a hit to each person uh, at the table. She takes one herself, and she is now showing a ten and a two. So what did Brixby get? Uh, Brix, overflowing with the abundance of a D12, got a full 12, which on top of his 11 brings us to a 23, which Sam, in the game of 20s, is not so good. So uh, I bust again. And how about Asher? Uh, I got a 3 on the D12, bringing me up to 15. All right, still alive. And how about Kira? Kira rolled an 11 plus 8 for 19, so she's going to chill right there. With an auspicious look at her stranger friend partners. This is good. I'm going to hold it 19. Uh, Asher will take a hit. All right. She'll deal a hit out. And she will take one as well. She shows a six. Hey. And how about Asher? Asher also rolled a six, bringing him to 21. It's a classic Asher moment. Unfortunately, this is not blackjack. This is a game to 20. Oh. Asher has busted. (laughs) Crap. That's right. I didn't beat Uh. the bank at all. The bank beat me. (laughs) I was so excited. The dealer reveals her one remaining card. Uh, She has 18 showing, and her one remaining card is a one. So she has 19. Push goes to the dealer. She does take all of your money. Cut back to Vargas at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vargas is at the bar. He holds up another shot, starting to sway now. He goes, Huruf, uh, Kuhn, half his body teleported 600 feet into the air, and he downs it, puts it down, gets it filled again. Let's do another fortitude. <laughs> it's a seven on the die for a 13. Well, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> The good news is that um, Vargas has a plus two morale bonus to all his physical stats for the next two hours. The bad news is he's he's getting a little bit <laughs> little bit drunker than he might have intended. Well, actually, it seems like he intends it very it's much. Intentional. So. <laughs> so it's all good for it. 
for Vargas. How's everybody else in the bar looking? Would you say that everybody in the club is getting tipsy? I would say everybody in the club is getting tipsy. And now I regret saying it. I felt bad. <laughs> you thought about it and you went for it. Yeah. You know, I said it and then it just didn't taste great. Uh, so, um, turning back to his group for a second. Unfortunately, we can't just change these complimentary chips into money and leave. And I lack the fortitude to follow uh, Vargas's admirable path to be drunk as a lord by the end of the evening. So I am fixing to stay at this table and huck a couple more gold pieces at it, see if maybe we can win something. I don't intend to spend any of my own money but I, I think we should probably get rid of everything he's given us before we leave. I don't see a reason to come back here once we're done. No, the uh, the fashionable headwear aside, this isn't a certain establishment I could see myself frequenting. I think I'm going to go make sure Vargas is okay. Um, But good luck with her and point at the elven lady woman mm-hmm. person. <laughs> She'll nod politely. Still no expression on her face like she's... A robot, or maybe she's a robot. <laughs> Anyways, now she'll say, place your bets. All right, 25 gold this time. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Very bold, very bold. Your luck is bound to change this time, and she'll deal you your cards. <laughs> well, it certainly, it certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dealer is showing a seven, and what is Brixby showing? So, I'm wondering about the tactics of staying at a two. I'm not a big gambler, I'm telling you. So, I don't think staying at a two is an optimal approach. Uh, but, yeah, I, I rolled a two, and I'm looking for a hit next next round. It seems wise. Yeah, that's, uh, that's unfortunately more than I rolled with a natural one. Wow. So, uh... That's impressive. Yeah. I don't know how you even do that with two cards. <laughs> One of them's a zero. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker is still in the deck. <laughs> it's the calendar it's the from, the, card. from like 15 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take a, a D12 hit. All right. She takes a hit as well. Right, what do you all got? Uh, I rolled an 11. That brings me up to 13. Uh, seven. Bringing Asher up to an eight. Very nice. Well, I've got some good news for you. She shows a 10 and flips over her remaining card as a 6. 23, the dealer has busted. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. You just made 50 gold, <laughs> which is most of what you've lost <laughs> on this table. I was going to say, they technically are still in the we negative. We can leave with this 50 gold, right? Right? Or do we have to make more than the amount that he's given us? I don't understand how this works. Are, the, are they more? No, you can basically leave. You can leave with whatever money you want. All right. Wait, we could just take his complimentary chips and cash them in? I thought we joked about this, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he said you can if you want, but he'd appreciate if you spent some time at the place. And, you know, okay, it's good for business if the heroes of Torch are seen gambling in his establishment. Yeah, no, that's what Vargas did. He's not paying the bartender in chips. He cashed his into gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you feeling? He will look at Asher, because uh, I mean we've pretty much yeah we've broken we've broken even and we can just walk out of here as broken even as walking out of here with what f- 
or I guess 400 minus whatever Vargas has spent on booze. <laughs> um, we can play another game if you want to, or we can get out of here. There's a third game. Play the third game. We haven't done the uh, triple sixes yet. Let's do it. All right, we'll do a check-in at the bar. A check-in at the bar with um, Kira and Vargas. <laughs> Kira's just staring at Vargas like, are you okay? Uh, Vargas uh, holds up his drink to her and he goes, this one is for Desk Boar. He, he died of the green sickness and he downs it and he kind of almost falls off the stool but doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Kira stop him before I have to make another fortitude save or is she just going to keep staring at him? <laughs> Oh, you already have to make another fortitude save. Oh, yeah, because he did drink another one, yeah. And I should specify that you do get a... Your bonus to constitution doesn't count for this save, and you get a minus two morale penalty. Yeah, I was going to say, does my plus two to all my physical saves count towards that one? So it does not count towards that one. I get a minus two instead? Right. Okay, so that would have been a 19... But with the minus two, that is a 17. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, you're still okay. You're still in what we affectionately call stage one drunkenness. (laughs) Kira's still staring at Vargas and then looks at the bartender. Is like, do you have anything with less alcohol or possibly no alcohol? Like um, water? And we could just put it in the shot glass? I was going to say, at this point, he might not notice. (laughs) And the bartender will go, ah... You want the Sandville special? <laughs> yeah, let's get one of those, and then, um, and then one of whatever he was having, because I'm six feet tall and two hundred pounds will be fine. <laughs> uh, he breaks out a, a new bottle for Vargas and uh, pours him what looks like you know a shot of vodka or something, and uh, <laughs> pours Kira a shot of her own. Uh, to your um, to your friend or. Or your enemy. I wasn't super clear on that, but I hope everything's okay. Also, lift shot. Give Vargas the water. Like, great. Hooray, casino. Now, Vargas, do a sense motive to see if you know that you've just been given water. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I had rolled that high. That's a, is that a minus two on that one? What was the minus for the... Uh... Uh, the minus was only for fortitude saves, but okay. I'm going to say uh, with how much you've been drinking, you take a minus five on... <laughs> Your sense motive at this okay, particular Okay, that's point. very good, because I rolled a 16, so I'm going to need that minus 5 for him to not immediately realize he needs to stop drinking. <laughs> uh, sure do I, do I contest that? Um, oh, it's a plus 1, so that's a 12 <laughs> sure. total. Uh, sure, roll a, a bluff uh, on the... Yeah. you got to beat a 12. Come on, Kira. I don't want to put any pressure on you, but we're all counting on you. <laughs> it's an 18. <laughs> Okay. That's, that was almost a TPK. Sky metal. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, he's basically too drunk to realize that he's getting water now. Uh, just like there college. <laughs> All right. Um, smash cut over to the um, slot, effectively slot machines where each if you will roll three d6s and uh basically you get your money back on any pair of doubles um if you get three of the same you get um double your money and 
If it's higher than three ones, the, the amount of money you get goes up. Yeah, my uh, my first pull on this, but yeah, I have a one, two, and a three. So if you lose your your two gold on that one, I'm arbitrarily establishing that it's a two gold bet. Asher gets his money back with a one, one, three. Very nice. Alrighty, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for uh, try to get my two gold back from the one armed bandit again. Uh, there's a double in there. Ooh, you got it. Bang. Same. Uh, four, five, five. Uh, Asher's still breaking even. <laughs> <laughs> and these three d six that I have uh, are all different weights. One of them's metal. Like it's really awkward to roll these. <laughs> uh, one, four, five for Asher. Two gold down. Ouch. And I miraculously roll a five, five, and a two. This is, I did not expect to be rolling so many pairs and doing this thus far. But, uh, yeah. I, um, I feel like I'm not robbing the casino enough with this thing. Two gold down again for Asher. Two, four, five. All right. Bricks will pull one more. Um, and then turn to Asher and say, I'd like to throw one more big bet on that table with the expressionless. Uh, elven person, see if we can't potentially walk out of here with even more than he gave us. If we lose 50 gold, collectively we lose 50 gold. Oh, also I uh, got a three, a five, and a four on my pole, so I lose my gold. Uh, breaking even on the last one, 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 five. No triples. <laughs> well, I admire your boldness. In Brixby, but my ammunition is not uh, not the cheapest thing one could buy at Margaret. If I can keep the gold that was given to us, and by my count, I've made a very small gain at 105 currently off the 100, that could very well save our lives. That's true, and prudent line of thinking. As he walks over to the blackjack table, I'll uh, meet you at the bar. And the elven woman does something with her face that you seem, you feel like might be an approximation of a smile, but there's not really any visible movement there. So it's weird. She says, back so soon. Yeah, I want to see uh, if I'm walking out of here with more of your boss's money. And he'll throw down 25 gold. All right. And she will deal the cards. She is showing a one. <sighs> Man. Team... Um, you know what? I, I'm going to stay at a 17. You know, I, I should stay at a 17. I would normally hit on these things. That's what Bricks has been doing. But I'm going to stay. We'll see. Why not? Maybe you'll bust. Maybe you'll bust. Kira yells from the bar, keep going! <laughs> and she uh, flips over the other card, shows you that she currently has a three, um, rolls her d12, and she is up to a five. Roll her d10. And uh, she gets a 9 on that, so she is up to a 14. She should stay. Going into this d8, she's not quite high enough to stay. And a 7. Dealer has busted. Bricks is gonna be like, You were wrong! Ah, oh, God. One mugger beer. And just collects the gold, waddles over towards the bar. Looks at Vargas and says, I don't know how you could do it. I don't have a stomach for this stuff. 
But look at this! And he shows all the gold to Asher and everybody else. Even more bullets. Well played indeed. Those are coins. <laughs> Alright, so should we... Are there laws against being as drunk as he is right now? Um, should we remove him before we cease to be a positive group of role models for this town? Imagine he's downed probably five or six more shots of water while you're doing that most recent game. Still mumbling under his breath about uh, the uh, Kellen Darwin Awards. <laughs> You've moved on from deaths and then you're just like, Varg Longtooth, he dropped a heavy metal thing on his foot. Takes a shot. <laughs> I have to imagine there's so many of them that have died horribly that he could keep doing this all night. I think, yeah, Kira will lean over to Asher and Rixby and be like, we could probably leave. I don't think he'd notice. We should take him with us, though. All yeah. of us together. Agreed. Yeah. We may have a, quite a full day ahead of us tomorrow. Would behoove us to get some good rest while we can. Vargas may need a bit more than the rest of us. That's true, but we could always just wake up caught and get a little... Lesser restoration, you know, take the edge off. So uh, I guess as we leave, we all doff our small uh, Asher cowboy hats at the proprietor, <laughs> thanking him for his free gold, essentially. Um, as you are on your way out, um, Ulrich comes out of his office and he does a smile at all of you, the same kind of charming smile. And he says, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, you take care of yourselves. Oh, thanks for taking care of us. You know, jangle the pouch a bit. Head on out. Yeah. If you ever need any work, let me know. I'll see if I can arrange something for you. Yeah, well, I think we've got a bigger task at hand. He looks towards the unlit torch and then looks back and says, Getting a drunk kill at home. And then we just leave. <laughs> yes, he means our friend Vargas here. <laughs> Yeah, what's in the Uten? We all know each other. So here's a big question for you. Where is everybody sleeping on this particular night? I guess I probably can't keep squatting in like Sandville's squalor. Huh. You don't know if he's there or not. Yeah, just go by, see if there's like a tie on the doorknob or not. Um. <laughs> uh, and I would imagine Vargas has something to do with it too. Like, how far are we going to drag him through the city? <laughs> I assume Asher knows that he's staying at the church because he's staying at the inn across from that, but, I, like, I don't know if they can get him to the church. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just roll him. Like, he is extremely drunk. Throw him on a dead friend blanket. I was going to say, this is, come on, at this point, <laughs> what's, a, what's a drunk person? Uh, I don't want to continue this trend. But she can probably carry him. <laughs> Everybody's just looking out their front doors and it's just like, oh, she's at it again. <laughs> He's not dead or even injured this time. It's fine. They're going to think you're a serial killer. <laughs> there is also the uh, other inn, the one that's closed that Connor ran. Which I'm assuming, even though we already rescued him, the whole we can stay there for free thing still stands, right? 
Yeah, I just imagined we'd have to go and knock on Val's drawer, like, oh, drunk shit. and rich. <laughs> just yeah, while like, she's taking hey, care of her we found dad, dad with his brain robots. We didn't robots. say what, what, <laughs> yeah. what condition he needed to be in, let us in. <laughs> like, hey, we brought you a hat from the casino. Can we stay at your tavern? Yeah, we live here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did have the open invite to stay there. Um, you don't know if Val is there or if she stayed at the temple. Uh, with Connor or what's going on. And you didn't actually broach the topic with her when you were in the same location. But <laughs> I think Kara will say, I, I think it would be okay if we stayed at the Bane's place tonight just for the one night, and then we don't have to... She's going to trail off there. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't see an issue with staying at the Foundry. And it might be nice to have the group together. Sandville's lodgings leave a bit to be desired for a creature of such olfactory prowess as I. Uh, I mean, I can smell everything in there. If we don't have to split up, I don't think we should. Are you expecting danger? No, I just, I don't think anyone else should be alone. I would agree. I don't know this town as well as everybody else but we're well known we just collected a lot of money um and we just flashed it around inside a casino i'm sure the good people that torture of kind heart have integrity similar to you asher but just in case i'm wrong at the same time i realize you've made similar arrangements elsewhere and free to sleep wherever but i think Kira's right. I'm going to try the foundry. Asher, if you're worried about gold, I still have mine from from in there and I'll, I can cover your room and then no one, no one has to split up. No, the, the, it's not the cost at all. It's that my things are already at the Evercandle where I've been staying. Well, I suppose I could retrieve them, not sleep in the bed that I've already paid for, and then leave to go to a different inn if that would bring you comfort. Or perhaps I could simply meet you back at the foundry in the morning. Sounds wise. Suppose the three of us will be heading this way then. Are you going to go by yourself? Yes, yes, I know the way. I'm, I'm not concerned about getting lost in this town. Uh, yeah, Kira nods. She does not look happy about it, but she's like, okay, um, I stay, stay safe. And you three as well. The streets are pretty quiet at this point. It's, it's getting pretty late. Asher will head towards the Evercandle. Without Asher's strength, uh, <laughs> Kira's doing all the dragging. Uh, I am I'm the uh, coxman. <laughs> She'll let you carry like a boot. Like, here, you're helping. Thank you. As once again, Kira carries a prone <laughs> form literally every night. <laughs> and he's just like mumbling to himself under his breath like he's not passed out yet but he clearly has no idea what's going on yeah. please don't <laughs> throw up on me thank you and it wouldn't be night and torch without Kira carrying a body <laughs> that was dark <laughs> we established a theme three times makes a habit so every day for the next entire rest of the six books all right, so um, yeah, Asher splits off, and he, he finds his way back up to the Evercandle, which isn't far. Uh, it's just up the road a little ways. 
And then uh, the rest of you uh, make your way down the street to the center of town where the foundry sits. Um, it's not lit at all. doesn't appear that anybody's home. So, and either Val's already asleep for the night or she's not there. We should have probably established this prior to going to the casino. But do you want to see if she's here, Kira? I can wait with him. Just lays him down in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and yeah, she'll go check and knock the door. Knock on the door. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no answer when she knocks on the door. Uh, okay. She'll open the door and kind of poke her head in. Hello, is anyone here? Doesn't seem like it, but now's the time to speak up. Yeah, it's not locked, but there's nobody answering. Doesn't seem like anybody's there. Louis <laughs> turns back on the porch and is like, Brixby, bring him over here. Just, you can do it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think mechanically yeah. we'll probably be moving <laughs> incredibly slowly. But the little rat man who could grabs him and drags his inebriated corpse. <laughs> I feel like if you, like, poke at him, you can maybe get him to, like, kind of stand up and like stumble walk towards the door oh, okay okay I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding god I'll, I'll help uh josh will go pick him up again as per the standard yeah go inside and no. find the nearest bed and kind of <laughs> roll him over there uh sleep sleep well here's some water okay bye he half drunkenly like grabs a blanket and just rolls off onto the hard floor with it oh Curls okay. up, falls right <laughs> off the bed. Well, no, he like does it on purpose. Like basically, he doesn't want to sleep on a bed. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll sleep all there also. Wow, he um, I don't know who did more economic damage to that casino. Also, him. I swear, he must have drank everything of strong proof in that entire building. Uh, really going for it. But he didn't give them any money back, so break even? Yeah, yeah, we broke even. We also broke him, it appears. <laughs> so he continues to mumble the names of the dead below <laughs> the sheet. Kell <laughs> uh, turned to ash by a light thrower. <laughs> so I think perhaps before we fall asleep, uh Given that Val is likely staying with her father, perhaps we leave a, a note on the door, letting her know that we're inside, just in case the first person she sees is Vargas in his current state. <laughs> poor girl has had enough. It's just like how a dad falls asleep on a couch. Like The shirt immediately goes up above the stomach. He's just... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll write a note. It's... Dear Val, we are staying at your place. Please don't worry about Vargas. He's probably alive. Thanks. Bye. Kira. Some glittery puff paint. Yeah, I, there's a heart at the bottom. <laughs> and a sticker of a unicorn. P.S. Make sure he's standing on his side, not on his back. Of course. Uh, is he sleeping on his side? <laughs> I honestly I have notice. no idea. Delightful. Oh, dark. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I. Uh, what time is it, Sam? In game? 
Um, I mean, I would say by now you're you're probably pushing midnight. It's pretty late. You spent a, a while at the casino just cavorting, having a good time, and you had a long day under the hill. Well, uh, I'm going to borrow a line from one of my favorite GMs. I'm going to bed. <laughs> All right, Brixby goes off to bed. Of course, Vargas is already in bed on his floor bed. Uh, Kira, staying up, going to sleep. What's your plan? Yeah, I think Kira will probably check on Vargas to make sure he's not dead. <laughs> um, and then find a room and go to bed. Well, even if he dies, he'll be able to come back up because of that trade for a little while. That's true. He can still wake to Val, knock her out, and then go back to bed. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> wake up to vomit and then pass back out. As you do. The old boot and rally. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just We'll take that part out. Let's edit that right out. Um. So as everyone uh, drifts off into dreamland, as this is a another long adventuring day comes to a close, uh, we're going to zoom in on the semi-sleeping Vargas as he tosses and turns, um, drifting off into some kind of sleep. And we zoom closer and closer until we pass through the sort of barrier between reality and what's going on inside of his brain. In, in the dream, uh, we see Vargas, uh, younger, in his 20s, 25 or so. He's got both arms. He's got that, that long hair. He's, he's walking down the street uh, in torch with a sword at his side. And he, he looks like he's in the prime of his life. Suddenly, the town starts shaking beneath him. And as he watches in horror, the streets break open in huge cracks. And purple fire shoots out of them. Blasted back by the flames, they burn through him, burning off his arm, burning the hair off of his head, leaving him horribly scarred. Somehow, as he recovers from this blast, he's been knocked clear out of town, and he's in the wastelands outside the city, a mile from town, like looking up at it like he was um, before he ever entered town. And he can watch from there as the entire town collapses into a burning purple hole, sinking down into the ground. And out of that hole, there's another explosion in that craft that you saw a model of beneath the hill slowly rises up from where the town used to be. And it's huge. As it floats up, there's just something wrong with it. It's like kind of twisting and the colors keep shifting about and the the shape of it changes and it's glowing with heat and it's just like it has this aura of menace to it as it hangs over the town or over where the town used to be and rises up into the sky higher and higher but once it's maybe 200 250 feet up in the air the sky suddenly darkens and a giant arm appears amongst the clouds, blinking between human and orc, coming down from the heavens, swinging a sword that's larger even than this huge ship, and it slices the ship clean in two. There's something different from how this arm usually looks when it appears to Vargas in his dreams. As it's rising back up out of sight into the sky, it hits him. The arm normally wields a plain iron short sword, but this time 
It's clearly holding a gigantic version of his lost sword, the Kami Ventai. As the arm retreats into the sky, and the sun and the purple light glints off the layer of adamantine that coats the sword, and the ship crashes to the ground in pieces, sending out a massive wave of dust and debris. The wave flies out towards Vargas, and he snaps awake. Snaps awake, uh, fully sobered by this. Probably screams, uh, freaks the heck out of uh, Kira and uh, Brixby sleeping in the other room and reaches next to him for a sword that isn't there before kind of suddenly remembering he doesn't have a sword anymore and he hasn't had a sword for decades. And thinking of that makes him think of the sword in the dream and he just kind of holds his arm up over his face as he's laying there and he looks at it and he mumbles to himself is that what this means is that what i need to do and with that i'm going to bed after giving Jero a sky medal for that wonderful scene well deserved (laughs) indeed against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Chunky Kitty.